0: Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind.
1: We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds.
0: I'm Serena Talbot, and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We are going to hit record real quick here. um, So you can listen in on a conversation that Serena and I are having about her recent participation in the Idea Collective Retreat. She was just about to tell me um, about an interaction that she had personally with Mel Robbins, and we figured you might want to hear it too. So Serena, the way this started, I'll just kind of build the audience into this. You mentioned that you got to ask Mel rob I'm gonna just call her Mel, because we know her now, right? I know her through you, My you know friend, her. My friend Mel. <laughs> so you got to ask her a question directly. She was on Zoom, but participating in the conference. So tell me, how that went, what what that was.
0: Well, and I wanted to share with everybody because I had mentioned I was concerned I was going to get red-faced at the event. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was this amazing, incredible event. So I'm just going to invite all of the all the listeners. If you have a small business, you might want to join the Idea Collective. It's on Facebook. <laughs> but it's just um, you know, any organization reflects the owner, the founder and the founders, a, an amazing human. And so it was a group of amazing humans, you know, in the room um, and just somebody who's really teachable, but also does the, the scary things to, you know, reach your goals, which is like, it's this little dinky community. I think I know that it's incredibly amazing. The vision is big, but like to have the guts falls to ask Mel Robbins to speak took a lot. And then she said, yes. And, um, so yes, I, uh, beforehand they're like, Hey, do you have any questions for Mel Robbins? And I'm like, yeah, somebody will probably just read the questions off the stage. So I submitted a question thinking, yeah, that would be cool to have her answer that. And, you know, not thinking in anything of it, like maybe she'd even have them printed out in front of her and just read them off and answer them. Um, and I got an email the day before the event, like your question was chosen, be ready to stand up and ask Mel Robbins the question. So even though she's on zoom, I mean, and we all know a lot of people who've been on zoom is not. You're still with the human. Yeah, I think I would have been a ton more nervous in person, but it was her looking at me over Zoom and answering my question, and it was about jealousy. And I, um, in her book High Five Habits, she talked about, it, and I heard it on a podcast with um, Jay Shetty that she did, talking about how jealousy is an indication of your of where you're supposed to be going. That you won't be jealous of something unless it is your destiny, your where you're supposed to be.
1: I just got full body chills. Just so you know, we just have to like, let's just everybody sit in that for a minute, wherever your jealousy resides is where you're supposed to be going. Okay. Proceed. (laughs) Well, and, and it's,
0: I, for me, we've talked about Lacey Phillips and the expander, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and so I, I had that little background, but I'm like, and so I told her, I said, I'm jealous of people with courses and passive income and speakers. And do you have any tips for speaking? And so she answered and she's like, it was awesome, Christy. She's like, my first, she's like, just so you know, your first course is going to suck. Just be ready for that. And I was like, oh, she's like, my first course was on confidence and it made people depressed and need therapy by the time they were halfway through. <laughs> it was great, you know, just to share that. Cause she was explaining, she said, I explained so much about why you wouldn't be confident that people mm-hmm. were totally depressed. Oh, <laughs> the before she gave him any hope about how to be confident. So that was awesome. When my friend Mel was just talking to me over zoom, you're of a hundred people. <laughs> and then she said that just go do it, get in places where you, where people are teaching you how to speak and how to be on stages. And I said, yes, ma'am. And that was the end. There was a long line and I didn't want to take long. Honor the people behind me.
1: Um, I feel like I'm, I'm hearing Brene Brown's like get in the arena. Oh, for sure. It's just that moment of okay, we've heard it, we've heard it, we've heard it. Like, how do you? Like, what's the little push to get in the arena? And my face wasn't red. I was so (laughs) excited. My face wasn't red,
0: and I was on a panel in front of everybody. They asked mindset coaching questions, and. I didn't, my face didn't turn red. The only time my face turned red during the entire event is when I looked on LinkedIn and someone posted a horrible photo of me. I was sitting by myself (laughs) and the photo's awful. (laughs) And I turned beet red all by myself because I'm like, oh gosh, you know, and they tag me and I look stupid. I mean, that's just how it is. (laughs) And and my friend's like, it's not that bad. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's just bad. You
1: know, it's funny that you say that. that I want to take it. I'm going to just right turn here for a second on this idea of a bad photo, because I think it's an interesting place to just put a pause. There's a course creator who actually, I oftentimes find myself like hitting that, like, I'm like really jealous of her business, uh-huh. but in a way that's like, how is this inspiring to me? Yes. But I noticed the other day she had, she's very pretty. And she had what I would consider like the, one of the least flattering pictures of her that I've seen online. And she was using it as like part of this, her promo. She was picture, doing, yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Like, it's amazing to me that she would use like not her. And maybe she thinks Polish. it's a great photo of herself. I don't know, Christy, but it reminds me. Not listening. She's like, I, I, know. I know it was a good oh photo. So that <laughs> moment where I was like, "Oh, that's interesting," because in my brain I was like, "But I can still see how wonderful she is, even if it's not the best photo in the picture." there was an energy to it. So that was one thing. And it reminded me of a podcast. And I do not remember the podcaster who said that her whole life, she had been concerned about her large nose and how that would affect her ability to do her work. And so she finally just took a picture, like her least good side. She took that picture and used it for her promo materials, because she's like, I have to just face and get over. Like I'm either going to be who I am and successful with a big nose or I'm not. And we might as well get it out of the way. So it's interesting that you brought up this idea of like this bad picture of yourself being online, because it's definitely that little poke has been to me lately. Like, Hey, guess what? it doesn't matter. It's the energy you carry with you.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll also mention another question that Mal answered that has something to do with that, and it is nobody cares. I am not that important. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's hard for my ego to hear, but nobody cares. They're like, oh yeah. It's that's actually a now.
1: little relieving, though. I mean, yeah, it's hard for the ego, yeah. but isn't there a part of you that sighs with relief, like, oh yeah. yeah? But the only way, so this is the thing,
0: the only way to know the person with the nose is to put it out there. So to me, it's like when we stand in front of a fear, and we keep standing in front of it. It's like being on the diving board and not jumping off. It's bigger and bigger and bigger and worse and worse and worse. And you're thinking, everybody, that's the only thing they notice. First thing is my nose. And then when you just stick it out there and the whole world doesn't collapse. And nobody even notices, which is hard. <laughs>
1: or they might notice and they it doesn't matter.
0: Like, and it's it doesn't like, matter okay. if they do notice. But to me, that's the only way you move past the fear. Like, you've mm-hmm. got to just, you know, put the thing out there. And for me, it was, I could. So, this is the answer. This is the question, Mel Robbins' answer that I want to talk about is like, I. I did talk to a very good friend and I was like, yeah, the picture's up. She's like, oh, it was fine. And I was like, okay, it's fine. But I was tempted to talk to the guy and be like, can you take that down? And Mm -hmm. it's not a good picture. And then it would just be what Mel Robbins answered one of the people. And she actually talked about herself in this way too, is anytime I'm making it about me, it's selfish Mm -hmm. and It is that energy of sucking because then somebody has got to reassure me. So what is that doing? That's taking their energy. But the idea that when I'm insecure, it's actually selfish because it's bringing the focus on me instead of putting it on other people where it should be. And this doesn't mean like you're never allowed to be insecure, but it's just a flip that's really helpful is that people actually aren't noticing. And when you have to be reassured all the time from other people If everything doesn't look perfect or is not perfect, then it's selfish in a way because it's self focused. Obviously, if we have our insecurities, like I dealt with it and I had to take time to attend to myself and tell myself the truth. This isn't saying like ignore yourself or be mean to yourself, but it's a flip on understanding what if you were just focused on the other people and their experience and i could be like oh my god that guy sh- took a picture of me and shared it there were a lot of speakers that's yeah. cool obviously he enjoyed that panel and like i said there was 20 speakers so that's great then and, and it's showcase even if it's not a great picture of me my name is there people could google it it's a flipping the way that you're thinking about it oprah said something like that too when you're speaking on stage she's like if you're Insecure, you're making it about you and you're doing a disservice to the people because you're there for them.
1: Well, and you know what? I'm going to even my interpretation of this, and I do not disagree with Queen Oprah at all. (laughs) So I'm saying also, when we seek comfort from other people, it's because we don't think we have the capacity to be with the uncomfortable feeling inside ourselves. So It's like, we want them to take it away from us, So we're actually saying my power lies with you to fix this instead of within me, which is very much a a child's perspective. That would be true for a child. They do need that. But as we become adults, it is our responsibility to step up and go, just like you did, that sitting, that idea to sit with it. You're actually sitting with an uncomfortable feeling. When I look at this photo, I feel uncomfortable. Look, my body even flushed and I became red. My job is not to make it go away. My job is to allow myself the capacity to grow and accept this feeling and let it change instead of asking somebody else to make it change.
0: And then we have the ability to respond instead of react. And so my response was, oh, well, it's there. I don't like it and that's okay. It's not the point. And that is a wise response, right? So we're either reacting out of, you know, insecurity, ego, fears, needs being met Or we do the pause in the process of allowing the emotion, listening, listening to the lie, listening to the truth, the lie. Everybody's going to think I'm a moron. The truth is awesome that he put it there and people don't care. And I did ask. So then I took an action, asked a really close friend who Mm -hmm. is not like it was very safe, got her response. And then I believed that telling myself like, it's okay. That's what I had to tell myself. It's okay. Yeah. Because, okay, it's not the end of the world to have a dumb picture on. And that's the end.
1: self, that's being a you. to your inner child. In and
0: then moment. I could respond. And my, respond was to, my response has been to let it go. I mean, obviously I'm talking about it here because it was the only time my face turned red. But that's how you do life. That's how you do everything. You want to respond because that gave me peace and I could let it go. And it's a done deal. Even as I'm talking about it, it doesn't bother me at all like my face isn't turning red, you know, it's done. It's a done deal. The emotion has been processed. I can move forward with my life. So thank you for like pointing out that process. And it wasn't saying I don't need reassurance. It was, where do I get it from? And I gave it to myself. It's okay.
1: Well, not only that, but you also reframed the dynamic of the picture instead of it being this your original mind frame, the meaning your mind took is, oh no, this is a bad picture and people are going to see it. And then it's going to create some impact on them about who I am. And then you reframed it to like, oh, this person actually wanted to take a photo of me because they thought my thoughts were really important on this panel and they shared it, which makes me visible, which as a business owner is an important piece of what we do. The reframe there is important for the mind to have another choice of how to think about something.
0: And it was interesting, right? Because our old fear is, People are gonna think I'm dumb or people are gonna think I'm ridiculous. And and I've done this so many times now that it's a fast process, but that's that's where I need the reassurance. And I and I gave it to myself. So I'm pretty excited
1: that my I face
0: turned red.
1: I love <laughs> that your face turned red and we could, and it was only this minor moment. And actually, yeah. there's so much wisdom in this as the collective, well, the idea collective experience, but your collective experience of both being somebody in a position of being seen by asking a question of a high profile individual and not having a reaction. And then also this other experience, this is how dynamic we are as humans. Like one moment we can be fine. And the next moment we're like, Oh, why is this affecting me? It's not the why that matters. It's the, how you deal with it when it happens, that actually is the important part.
0: Right. And again, the growth, because I think I mentioned in the podcast where we talked about this, like anxiety is okay. When you're anxious, you're not wrong. So Mm -hmm. we'll reference that is 10 years ago, zero chance of me doing this. And then five years ago, maybe red face the whole time. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And now
0: it's becoming familiar, like shining, showing up, being seen, having stupid pictures, right? That's the idea. If you want to be seen, you want to be more visible. You can't control it. You can't control all the ways you're going to be visible. And as business owners, that's what we want. So you're going to have to accept that you're going to, I'm going to have some fantastic photos I love, which there is one, and then I'm going to have some weird (laughs) ones, but to be visible in our world today, it's just like, if you're making a video on YouTube or a course or, or a TikTok, you're going to put yourself out there and they're not all going to be great. So having the capacity to handle those negative emotions. And even if it was a failure, that it has to be okay, because you're, the capacity of visibility is bigger. So the capacity for negative potential emotions is bigger. So I've got to have a bigger muscle in that area and that's success. That's why it's all (laughs) people are afraid of success. That's why I, you know, those are the reasons I'm afraid of success. Um, so it's great. And I think it's an important conversation because I'm talking about business, right? And if you don't have a business, this is the same in relationship. And honestly, relationships can be even more scary and risky. You're going to put yourself out there and, and maybe you want more friends. Maybe you want a more intimate relationship. So we're going to put ourselves out there. And the, the more we do that, the more chances for failure there are. So we've got to put your
1: hand on your heart, put your hand on your chest and say, it's okay.
0: I'm doing a good job.
1: Well, it's funny because all of a sudden, you know, as the mind works connecting dots, all of a sudden this idea of pictures just fully threw me back into my past. So I was, my grandparents helped raise me when I was small. My grandmother was like the mother figure in my life as a child. And she hated to have her photo taken to the point where it was like a thing. She would hide from the camera. And my dad took a lot of photos. He always has been someone who documented things. I look back at the photos that I have. And there are very few of my grandmother that aren't like a side or her actually with her hand over her face Mm
0: -hmm. and before it was cool.
1: Oh my, yeah, exactly. Like this isn't, (laughs) she's not just being like fake shy. Um, and it's actually really sad because I have very few photos of just her. So I can look at her as a grown up and be like, what did you look like? Who can I see in you? Not just your face, like not your facial features, but what do I energetically recognize in you? And and this idea that she hid from the photos, I I actually can see now how she hid herself from her life because of the way she, she had a lot of anxiety. She never learned how to drive. And my dad will tell me stories about how, what he always calls her. She was a tough broad. And that's not my recollection of her because she didn't actually show that side to me. So I'm like, what? I didn't even know her. And I don't have photos that I could actually look at and be like, oh, there's that tough, tough, broad energy that my dad, you know, there's no photos he from knew. when he was little.
0: So it's exactly explaining the idea that it's selfish. And that yeah. was not her intention. We're not meaning okay. to be selfish, but it took something away from the world. Mm-hmm. We're here to impact, encourage, share, shine, show up, be seen. We're here to be seen. That's why we friggin' well, have
1: eyes. And for a like, little girl, like even in retrospect, I'm like, wow, what would it have been like to have a mother figure in my life, grandmother figure in my life, who actually didn't give a lick about what she looked like, but showed up as herself to get a picture taken with her family? Mm-hmm. What a different experience that would have been, empowerment-wise, on a generation after generation level. Versus, and and for her, it would have had to have been being okay with whatever feeling arose when she saw a picture of herself
0: and therefore giving you permission, right? right? We're not only, you know, we, we are here to show up and shine, not just to, to give, the people we're supposed to give to, but then give other people permission to do the same in their Mm -hmm. spheres of influence. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And Mm -hmm. when we don't, we create a pattern of hiding. We create a pattern of shame. We create a pattern. I know for my four girls, that's a huge, because it's, it's painful to change and grow. Okay. But when you, when you can see the pain of not growing, like what yeah. you just described, the pain that, that can happen to other people, if you don't show up. And I have that in my brain. First of all, I think about death, which I think is fantastic. Like, am I going to have regrets when I die? But the other is what am I showing my kids? What do they have permission to do or not do because of me? Yeah. Do they see that you can speak up or do they see, me not speaking up. Do they see me showing up or not showing up following this crazy dream and idea and vision I have or not. And they're learning about women from me, what I settle for, what I, what I do, you know, the work I do or don't do to change, you know, so kids are super motivating, which is awesome because I, I honestly don't think I would have had the capacity to do the work if I didn't think it's directly influencing these, these other humans.
1: Yeah, they're definitely I like a little mirror that. walking around. It's like, hey, <laughs> are you dealing with your stuff yet?
0: Because <laughs> here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have your attitude and show it in front of you, <laughs> so that you have no, nowhere to run.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's even more interesting this idea of impact. So, thinking about where this discussion even started, and the reflection that I just had about, you know, my childhood with my grandmother, and, and, and your heart is love.
0: Like, I wish I knew her. Right? Yes. You're not like. God, she hid and that was stupid. You're like, no, I wish I knew her. And yeah, that's powerful. Sorry. Well, and it
1: all started with this idea that you went to a retreat that you participated in. I mean, it's like, how many ways do we impact the world just by going about doing things that light us up and pour into us? That idea of selfishness, right? Like going to a retreat, doing something that's good for us or our business, or just simply because we want to do it, we forget the impact at that moment, you connecting and sharing a story with me, and then me realizing something about myself. And that makes me a better mother for my children. This is what it's all about. This is connection. So I want to encourage people. I know it seems kind of like a strange turn, but let's take a moment to realize that this conversation and these realizations started from Serena doing something that she wanted to do chasing a passion and being around people who she enjoyed and then sharing it with me. She did something and I got something from it.
0: So yeah, I think that's a really, really powerful point because we think when I write the book, it'll impact the world. And when I make a million dollars, it'll impact the world. Or when I do this or that, it'll impact the world. And if my kids do this, I know I've made a good impact. And it's the little dinky things we don't even notice. It's
1: the fact that you, you flushed. It impacted my
0: world, Serena. <laughs> I'm really glad. And now I'm dooming us because you haven't said aroused. But now that I have mentioned it.
1: Because I was waiting for you to say it.
0: <laughs> but that was not what I was feeling. I will tell you with definitive certainty that aroused was not what I was feeling when I was looking at the LinkedIn post. So that's
1: amazing. I'm, oh, I'm gonna, so glad I'm you brought us there.
0: never, never the case, but it was not <laughs>
1: Okay, so thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I would love for you to share again where people could, if they're interested in the Idea Collective, if you're a business owner and that might be something you're interested in, how might people get in touch with that?
0: Yeah, you can, I'll link it in the notes, but you can go to the Idea Collective. They have a Facebook page that's free and you can hang out and get to know, you know, the people there, kind of the flavor. And then it's like 35 bucks a month to join. So mm-hmm. it's really cheap and they have, um, I am in a mastermind and they have idea slams where people come and bring ideas for like marketing or a course or things like that. And they have speaker on Mondays, um, small business rally point, just giving you tips about banking or marketing or whatever. And then Friday finish line, and they've got other stuff going on in there. It's a ton of value for 35 bucks and great humans. They're in 11 States and four countries so far, and just started 2020 in Milwaukee during the pandemic. So people like it because especially if you're listening and you're a small business owner, it can be lonely. Like we're hanging out in our PJs, you know, PJ pants on zoom. And stop telling them what I'm wearing right now. It was funny. (laughs) Anyway, idea collective Facebook. And I think it's idea collective.com hopefully, but I'll have it in the show notes. I I don't get, I don't get anything. If
1: you join, like I'm not trying to sell anything, but it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good group. And thank you for still coming to our podcast today, even though you are now a Mel Robbins celebrity. I really appreciate you still showing up for me as a little person in your life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, no problem. I I have to hang out with the little people. No, it's, it's, I don't feel that way at all. I was just like, yes, ma'am. And I got off the stage.
1: (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Serena. Thanks for sharing this with me and then with our audience as well. Um, Lots of value from your impact at the event and your impact after the event. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information
0: about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.